Yes, brother. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, right. you good? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? Are we, why is it always so late, man? What's going on? Are you working? No, no. Do you know what? I just I, I, I switch <laughs> off at about six o'clock. So, like anything I've got to get done in the day, like I have to get it done before six o'clock, and then okay. after that I can do whatever I want. So yeah. Bro, I was thinking like I was thinking like six o'clock, man. I'm trying to have dinner. <laughs> Do you know what my missus is? My missus is annoyed now because <laughs> I was trying to, like, bro. I was trying to have dinner, dinner man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how you been during quarantine anyway? I've been, I've been, I've been good. You know, like um, it started off a bit weird. Like it's not what any of us expected to happen. Like I've only yeah. done like two or three DJ bookings this whole year, so it's it's not good in that sort of I thing. Said two but or three. As well, it's been, you're slacking. I took the whole of January off. Oh, you t- oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went, I went traveling around Asia for the whole of January. How was that? So amazing, amazing. It was. Do you know what? I started off the year, um, kind of wanting to reset and have a clear head for the rest of the year, and it turns out that that's ended up being six months <laughs> of like clearing your head. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you what can, was I saying? You, right. Yeah. Uh, like, how you been keeping busy during quarantine? What have you been doing? Yeah. So you started off, started off not like not enjoying it because yeah. obviously I'm itching to get out and do stuff. It's n- normal, normal things that everyone's feeling. Right. But then as it's been going on, I'm actually learning to like love the whole idea of the quarantine thing. Right. Mm. I've just been in my garden. Like I'm, I'm, I'm learning to enjoy things that I can't normally enjoy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I heard you. So were, I'm, I heard, I'm completely I heard happy. Live, you were talking about cooking. I heard you, you've been cooking as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've always cooked. I've always cooked. It's kind of like my my second thing that I'm into. Like DJing obviously comes first, and then yeah, yeah. cooking after that. But yeah, I've always that always. Is that, is that what you're gonna go into now? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's just something that I do with friends and family. Let's go and make fifteen minute meals. Do you know what? Maybe maybe in the the, the future, like like not too like the far yeah, future. Yeah, no, no, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. something that I could get into because I I enjoy it and I could never see that as being a job. So that's kind of what you want to, that's kind of what you want from a job. Do you know what I mean? What's your, what's your whole take on the whole Corona situation? Like, did you kind of think when you're at the start of this period, did you think it would be a short period of time or did you actually think it was going to be up till June? I or was in, longer? right. So I was in, when, when this all started in January, um, I got a load of messages. I basically, I'd been to China. Yeah. Um, and I was there right at the beginning of January and did all the normal tourist stuff, Great Wall of China. Like, um, we, we were there for a good couple of days and then um, we went to Thailand and I started getting messages like, oh shit, like, is everything all right over there? Yeah, and yeah. I was in Thailand and over there everything's fine. But we had to fly back to um, to China. Um, we had to fly back to Beijing because we'd booked our flights um, Air China so mm. we could do the round trip, stop off in Beijing. And um, it was it was completely different over there. Like it, it was just like it's more of a serious feeling about the whole thing. Um, so my take was on it, it is was it probably... quite big over there when when you were there? Well, we had to fly back to Beijing on the thirtieth of January, so part yeah. of China was already locked down at that point. But um, they'd they'd already started cancelling flights. Um, it seemed a bit more like they it was serious. Like it was really mm. serious. Like when we got to the airport, you had to have your temperature scanned. Um, like they, when we got on the plane, they sprayed down the whole plane with disinfectant with you on it. Like, yeah, yeah. And little things like that. And then we got off the plane in, in, in Gatwick and no one even asked what flight we'd been on. And I was just like, this is weird. 
Like literally, I've just come so from China. It, heart, it must have yeah. been weird. It must have been weird to come from China, like where the epicenter was, to back to UK where nothing was actually happening. And no one cared. Like no one cared. I, 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 um, and I, I, I think that in England people still don't, mm. which is a shame. Right? because I do think it is a lot worse than what people kind of think it is. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen it from over there as well. Like it was serious. Yeah, I was talking to Walshi about it in the previous live and I was just asking, like, do you think it's the right time to ease the lockdown or do you think it's too no, soon? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I think it is way too soon. I think the... Uh, I, 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 I honestly believe it's to do with the economy and yeah. trying to save the economy. Um, personally, I'm even if they ease the lockdown tomorrow, I'm still going to stay at home for a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm. That's, you know just, that's just me, though, yeah. and everyone's different. So you've got to respect everyone's decisions for what they want to do. But I do personally, I think I think it's, it's it's hard because I feel like it's the right time. But then I feel like the second wave is going to be coming quicker than expected once they do once they ease it. What's that? Uh, I was saying no. I was saying so. I think once they ease it, the second wave is going to be coming quicker than expected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at like the Spanish flu, um, it's like it's nearly hundred years ago, but yeah, there was a second wave that was worse than the first wave, and I think that that's kind of something that you can't really avoid. Like unless they do make a vaccine, then it's going to be here for a while. But yeah, but we it's we, one we of already see it. Just we kind of got to accept it and live with it now. We're already seeing it getting worse because China's gone back into lockdown. Yeah, but yeah, it went back. Um, even in England, I, 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 I don't quote me on this, but I, I think I've read somewhere today that um, it had gone down to like 100 um, deaths a day or something. And then now it's 400 again. So I think that I've seen I a lot of things on that, Instagram but, about uh, people going around people's houses. I can't be doing this, man. That like... politician guy, <laughs> he, he, he's kind of giving everyone a free pass to go and do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, all, it's all mad at the moment. But you've just got to weigh it out. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, going to your career, how did DJing start for you? Um, it started, well, just I, I, I just started in my, my bedroom, really. Like same as everyone. Like I got some decks. Well, yeah, it's actually yeah. my sister's my sister's old boyfriend. Right at, at the time, this is like two thousand four, two thousand five. He had decks, and um, I like had a play on them, and then just got obsessed with, with, mm. with DJing. So. Um, from there I got decks and then ended up doing people's birthday parties at school like I was the only person with DJ equipment yeah so if you had a 16th birthday I was DJing it it was either that or you get someone from the yellow pages who wouldn't be playing what you want to hear mm-hmm. so because I was the same age group as everyone it was me um, and then it just went from there really from yeah it must be about 15 when I started kind of DJing at parties and stuff, and then yeah, I'm nearly thirty now, so it's a long time. So you've been in the game for a long time now, like. So how what's what's been like the come up from you from there to now? How's how's it <clears> kind of progressed? Um, there's been ups and downs. Like, uh, it's not been a consistent rise in in like everything. You've got like I, I think I think you've got to expect that no matter what you do as yeah. well. Um, but uh, it it kind of all took off. It, it took off in a big way, um, probably about 2011. Um, and I started doing all the West End clubs, like Funky Buddha, Aura, Alto. I posted a picture of me and Colin at Embassy the yeah, other day. Yeah, and that, that was kind that. of like, that was when 
it was a kind of crossover point for me just being a, a, a DJ at a club to me going into a club and people that I didn't know were going, oh, that's Max Denham. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a crossover point there, I think. But yeah, that was a good era. That was a really good era. How old are you? I'm 19, bro. You're I'm 19. Young. Yeah, see, I'm that's... Young, man. I'm, we're starting. We're starting. Been... I would have been bored. <laughs> I don't know. Was that two, 2011? That's what? Nine years ago? So you'd have been 10. Oh, that's great. I wouldn't even have known. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Yeah, this is before Instagram. This is the, I think Instagram yeah, yeah. had just just come come about around that time, but mm. um, yeah, it was BBM. Everyone was on BlackBerry back then. Yeah, yeah, BBM. Yeah, bro, like that. That's what it's crazy because I was even saying this to a lot of DJs, right? That for us lot coming into the scene now, that obviously you've had ten years experience already, so you've built yeah. up these contacts. So for us lot to come in is so hard. Um. Like this is no um, disrespect to anyone. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. So the thing is, you've got a, a bigger platform. Um, if 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 you post something on Instagram, like you've got people that are watching that all the time. Yeah. Back then, you had a BlackBerry with maybe a hundred people in your BBM, and they were the only people you could really, unless you put it to Facebook. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not completely different <laughs> in that way, but it, it was a lot. I don't know. I, but you not agree? Facebook it's harder, wasn't though. the same as it is now. But you I, not I agree? It's harder because I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? I think that you can. I, I think. I think if if you blow up, you can blow up a lot quicker now. Um, <clears throat> no. Yeah. Definitely. Like ten years ago, it was all word of mouth. So it was. It was. It was very very different back then. Um, mm. I used to. I, I used to print up thousands of CDs and hand them out, and then people would kind of pass them around. It was. It, there was a point when like, um, people would know my name but not my face yeah and it was because of the cds so someone would come up to you in the dj booth and go oh what time is max denim on and i'll be like that's that's me and they'll be like no you're not i'll be like yeah i am mm. but they knew me from a cd like they didn't have a picture of me yeah yeah definitely um rather than my instagram which is uh is pictures of yourself Mm. So yeah. See, you're going back to those days where you had to walk around with these mi like mixed CDs and everything. Like now, it's just literally mixed clouds or whatever SoundCloud, yeah. whatever. I like mean, that. it's the, it's the same same kind of thing. It's just not a physical copy. Do you think um, you do you think it's easier to get word of mouth spread like through CDs than mixed cloud, or do you think mixed cloud is actually a big platform now that it's easier to get your name I think out? I think CDs were probably a slower process, but it was more meaningful. Okay. So if I personally hand you a CD, yeah. you're either going to throw that in the bin and not care, which probably or happens listen. quite a lot, or you're going to listen to that and you're going to keep that in your car. Yeah. And then, I don't know, there's kind of a, a, a personal element to it because if I handed you that, do you know what? Westwood, Westwood used to be brilliant at that. He always used to hand out CDs outside raves mm. and stuff. And he's, 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 he's one of the kings of our scene. Right? Yeah. But he, he, he used to do that. He used to hand out CDs. Like, even when he was, like, huge. Mm. But that's... The, it's a personal thing. It's good. Like, I don't think that really exists anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the up-and-coming artists, sometimes they, you see them on the street kind of giving their <clears throat> CDs out. But I don't think that... I don't think it happens as much now because, obviously, you've got Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. I think things don't last as long anymore either. Like, yeah, so I was going to ask that as well. Do you think there's a shelf life? Like, nowadays? Oh, 100%. 
and it's getting shorter and shorter. Um, <laughs> it's it's when very we short now. On, when we used to be on, like, when SoundCloud was popping, 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 right? Um, there used to be, like, like I, I used to probably put a mix out, like, once a month. And yeah. it used to get mad numbers. Like, the, if I put up, like, a special one, like a max tape, I'd get, like, 100k plays on it. Um, but you'd only have to put one up, like, once a month to kind of mm. keep your name relevant. And, I, I, like, last year, I had to put out 52 mixes, well, aim was 52. I kind of fell short, but only by a few. Um, and what I found was, the reason why I did that was because before I decided to do that, um, I'd find that the mix was only building numbers when it was charting. Okay. Which, on Mixcloud, the charts only last for seven yeah, days. Yeah. So your, your, your mix will build numbers, build numbers. And then as soon as it gets to that eighth day and so it drops off day. the charts, it, does, it, it kind of stays at that. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. some people coming back to it, but... I decided because of that, <clears throat> I've got a, every time one drops out of the charts, a new one's got to be in the charts. Mm -hmm. And I kept that going for a whole year. Um, and I felt like I had to do that just to kind of, it's, it's, it's a lot more hard work now. Yeah. Did, you, did yeah. that help your following? On Mixcloud, yeah, I think it did. Um, in terms of uh, Instagram following as well, did that help I, or not really? Do you know, I've, I've always been quite bad with Instagram. I've not really cared about it enough. Like, I'm not one of them people that posts every day and, like, does loads of stories and stuff like that. I just, yeah. I don't know. I find it's just a, a quite a, a negative place. It's got, so you try, to, you try to distance yourself? Not even that. It's just... I mean, it's, I think it's better now. Like, I've on, I, I don't know if yours has done this yet, but have you still got the like counts and stuff on your on your Instagram? Do you still say numbers? Like the, the like what? Like say say if you put up a picture, we say like yeah. by five hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine doesn't say that anymore. Like, Why? Some accounts. <laughs> you're not. You're not like, in use. No, some accounts have changed over, right? And they're doing this oh, thing okay. where it just uh, mine will say liked by, and then it will say someone you know, and it will say others. Oh, or, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't like say a number. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the whole numbers thing is just a competition with everyone, and it's negative. You know so what? I the, prefer the it how it game, is now. The whole numbers game and the whole view situation on the lives are just crazy. Like, it's what even Walshy was telling, uh, was saying before. Like, it's just bad for mental health as well. Like, it's it's crazy. Because, Can I say know, something about you... the lives, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I I've decided not to do them. Like, I'm not going to be doing them on Instagram <laughs> at all. I might do one here and there on Mixcloud, but um, that's just just because I, I like I like DJing. Um, yeah. But I feel like the ones on Instagram, I've done a couple of them and mm. I'll find that people are more interested in the number of view viewers that you've got than the actual content that you're putting out. Yeah. And I don't like that aspect of it. Yeah, it's definitely. like people will just be nosing, go, oh, he's got this many. He's got this many. That means he's better than him. And in reality, you need to be listening to what the DJ is playing and how they're mixing it. And I don't think it's about that anymore. I don't think uh, it has been yeah, for the whole, I don't, whole I don't, lockdown. You know what? I don't, yeah. For the whole lockdown, I think it's just been about views. <clears throat> In my opinion. Yeah, 100%. That's my opinion Whereas if well. I put a mix cloud on, if I put a mix up on mix cloud, you can choose to listen to that. You can choose not to listen yeah. to it. It's not in your face. If you want to click on it, you can click on it. If you want to listen to it, you can listen to it. But if you're listening to it, you're listening to my selection and my, my skills. And do you think, I'd rather do you think have you'd that. you put your own mixes on Spotify? Um, if they sort something out with the licensing, then yeah, I could probably do that. 
fast. I think you know what, like a lot of people, I think Rusky was saying this as well. Uh, were on when I was uh, interviewing Charlesy, and he was saying yeah. that he wishes um that Spotify could do something with the licensing. And yeah, I mean, Mixcloud have got the licensing, so it's out there. Like people can can do that. Yeah. Um, but I I think that. Where does it's it still, go It's still from? like Instagram. <laughs> it's like Instagram Lives, basically. It's certain I don't know that. I, I just think that, that Spotify and Apple Music and that is such a broad kind of library <laughs> of music that there's people, I, I, I feel like if you're using that platform, you're just going to go straight to playlists. Yeah, yeah. Rather than to people's mixes. I think that there <laughs> does need to be a dedicated platform like Mixcloud that you can go and think, oh, I want to listen to a continuous mix because I'm going mm, to the gym. Mm. Or yeah, going yeah. for a drive, yeah. So I looking think it's at a your... good thing that they're separate. So looking at your career so far, what's been the highlight for you? I'll give you two because um, you've probably done a lot. So <laughs> yeah, um... what's been my highlight? Do you know what? When when talk, thinking back to like 2011, 2012, when I kind of yeah. left my day job, that was kind of a a, a big deal to me, um, because it, it kind of meant that like I'm going somewhere with the DJ, and like this isn't just a hobby. This is actually a job for me. So I'd say something like that, like being able to leave my day job and yeah. live off of DJing. And that is, that's a long time ago now. So I've been, been able to live off of what I love to do for that long. Like I'd say that's, that's a highlight that's still going on. Um, and also Ministry of Sound. I played a main room at Ministry of Sound about <coughs> two years ago. And that, like, if I had to pick a single gig that I could flash back going a time machine to, it'd be that one, 100%. Everyone says, everyone says Ministry of Sound. What is it about Ministry? It's just something about being in that DJ booth. There's like a different kind of energy in that room. Yeah. And it's just, do you know what as well? When I was probably about, when, when I first got decks, like that was kind of one of my aims that I wanted to do. Like I was like, I want to DJ mm-hmm. Ministry of Sound. When I've done that, I've made it, right? And then it took a lot longer than I thought it would take, but it happened eventually. And then, um, yeah, kind of just being in that DJ booth and thinking about them thoughts yeah. about when I was 14, thinking about, that moment and it actually happening like that's crazy so yeah if so I had to pick the, a single gig that and then leaving my day job was probably the biggest achievement so in the DJ industry who do you look up to uh has it kind of changed since you started or is it around the same um yeah I mean I said this I I, I said this to Kieran the other day there was like um when I first ever got decks there was, uh, there was yeah. a DJ called DJ Hype it was a drum and bass DJ and um, all my records that I bought at first were drum and bass. And um, he used to scratch. So that's why I kind of learned how to scratch because of him. And then I ended up getting into hip hop and stuff through the scratching side of things. So I started looking more into turntablism and yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw DJ Hype in Sainsbury's about six months ago. And like, I was too scared to say hello to him. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was gassed. I was saying to him, like, that's him, that's him. She was like, who? But yeah. So I'd say that, and then um, DJs I look up to, like I've, I've got a lot of mentors in the scene. Yeah. Um, so, like I'd say Colin Francis, uh, he's he's kind of always helped me out, and like if I need anything or I need any advice, I can go to him. 
also master steps he's he's been there for me since day one like mm -hmm. I, I was looking through old facebook pictures and there, there's one of me and steps from about about 10 years ago in funky buddha and um yeah i think he's always been someone to give me advice if i'm if i'm slipping he'll be the first person to tell me call me up and say oh yeah. what are you what are you playing at like so there's there's mentors that i've got and I, I, there's, there's there's more of them than that but off the top of my head yeah so what makes a max denim set unique why do people come to your set um i think it's a mix between technical ability and selection like i, I always i try not to be boring um i'll always be trying to do new things in the club scratching kind of mixing things up in a different way to everyone else um also i like to think that i, I change the energy of the room yeah so when i go on you should know that i'm on the decks that's yeah, yeah. how i feel anyway so about your scratching techniques as well how long did it take you to get to where you were with your scratching techniques i still practice Okay, well, practice. even, okay, yeah, well, even, like, to, let's say to the standard where you think, okay, this is getting somewhere. Um, I practiced at home for ages, um, ages and ages, and then uh, it was probably when I started playing at Funky Buddha, I started scratching a bit more Yeah. Um, out out in the club, and then I just took it from there. But I'd, I'd, I'd always been kind of messing around at home, but I never, I never did it out in a club until I felt like it was sounding good enough, good enough. yeah 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 of course <clears throat> um, do you ever get worried doing it or do you just like now it's come to no, you, no, like, no, it's no, just no, muscle it's memory it's normal yeah 100 percent. i i i don't i don't even think about it really mm. so yeah I, benji was telling me what you're so expensive to book why is that <laughs> <laughs> if, mate, he's telling me he needs monthly installments to pay for mm. you bro <laughs> uh, do you know what that's, that's <laughs> you're a commodity do you know you're, you're like, as a dj you're a commodity if, if yeah it's, it's like the price of petrol the price of gold they go up and down right if you're in demand mm. if if you come to me and you want me to play play for you and i can't give you a book i can't give you a date for 10 weeks i can charge you whatever i want yeah yeah true 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 if i've got no work and i need a booking for saturday then you're probably going to get a better price but mm. Is, is supply and demand. If I can't give you a date, then the date I have got in 10 weeks' time, I'm giving you this price. If you want it, you can have it. If you don't want it, you don't have to take it. <laughs> Someone else probably will. <laughs> and that's, so like, that's the that, way that I think everyone's got to be. You've got to know, yeah. you've got to know um, that you are a product. And if you believe you're good, then you should get rewarded for that. How do you, how did you kind of know where to price yourself at? Because obviously a lot there's a lot of competition between DJs in terms of the pricing and everything. So when how did you kind of, yeah do you have a contract or did you kind of just feel like um, this price was right for you? I, I I put my money up to to like I put my money up because me and Rusky had a conversation. He was like, bro, you can get more than that. Like what, what yeah. you're getting now, you can get more because he was he was kind of. This was around the SoundCloud era, and it was like, um, Rusky had like just flown, and he was he was getting all these bookings, and he was he was getting paid a lot of money, and then yeah. he was just like, Max, you're doing good numbers on SoundCloud as well, like you can charge more than what you're charging. So I listened to him, and I, I did, and I've never looked back. Mm. So coming out of quarantine, what's what's your plan with that? Are you sticking to your same price, or are you lowering it? I don't know. It depends what the scene's like. It's not something that I need to think about right now. 
Um, yeah, it's yeah, not true. something that I'm going to make any decisions on right now. Um, I think that clubs are either going to have a massive boom and they will make money back very quickly or yeah. it will go the other way and everyone's been used to being at home um, and not going out and not drinking and all them kind of things and there'll be a bit of a dip. The thing that I've noticed is when there's a dip, it will follow by a big boom. Yeah. And it's happened multiple times. Like I've seen the times when every club shuts down and then a year later, loads of new clubs open. And um, yeah, it's just one of them things. It depends what happens after the quarantine and mm. how easily they lock it down. But I'm not going to make any decisions on money and stuff like that yet. It's not... I don't, I don't, I don't personally, think I don't should. think... I don't think clubs are going to open this year, personally. <clears throat> I don't I, know I, what you I, think, Honestly, but... I'm... I, I, I don't I, I don't know and I think that they should open when it's safe to open. Yeah. So I heard like I'm happy I'm happy Ibiza's to do that. Right? Opening up. Are you taking the flight to Ibiza to get set so no. you're not? No. So it's done for this year kind of thing, you're gonna wait till next I'm year. I'm not I'm I don't quote me on this, but at the moment I feel like I'm not gonna be doing any overseas bookings this summer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see it happening. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Because, like, I think the second wave it's, will it's probably be in the winter. And then, yeah. Yeah. I'll be happy if I, if I get to go back to Thailand in January. I'll, I'll be happy then. <laughs> see, it's, you know what? It's weird, yeah? You say, like, in January, everything, not everything, but when you come back to UK, everything was just normal. No one really cared where you yeah, were. Yeah, no, there's like, no panic. And in two months later, we're like this. Yeah, yeah. It should have been like this from, from day one. I Yeah, I think it should, yeah, it should have been like... We had the data from Italy. We had the data from Spain. Why didn't we use that data? I don't know why. I do think it had to be eased in as well because yeah, as a nation, we, we, in, yeah. we're notorious for not listening to anything that we're told. Yeah. But like there was and, there was a period like two weeks before um, lockdown actually started when it started getting worse and they should have just eased it from two weeks before, in my opinion. The thing is that you can't... You can't I, 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 I think it's one of them situations. You can't just go, oh, everyone's allowed out, everyone's at the clubs or whatever, and then click your fingers and then go, right, all of you have got to stay in because then yeah, people yeah, are yeah. going to break the rules. Yeah, yeah. I do think that they've had to ease it. And part of me is thinking that they're easing lockdown now to have a strict, a stricter lockdown after because mm. it'd be like, all right, you fucked up. It's come back. Now you're now really locked out. You're not allowed yeah. to leave your house. Yeah, which is, is, is kind of... That's the worst way of doing it. Control but... of people. Like, that's how you get them. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, uh, yeah. They're just my opinions, though. They might not be true, but that's just how I think. Mm. What, what's your take on DJ's not playing their part in a set? So, warm-up DJ not doing his bit or her bit. Um, so yeah, so what's your take on that? What do you mean, like? Like, do you... Okay, so, give you an example. Do you, um, like, go to the person who's DJing as a warm-up set and go, bro, like, what are you doing? Or whoever it is, what are you doing? Like, this is warm-up set. Or do you just let them do their thing and then take over the set? Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, 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 100%. I, I, the thing is, right, I, I think that if a DJ plays the top 10 biggest tunes before you come on, you should have the ability to be able to work around that. Yeah. If you're really that good, you will. Mm. Um. 
And I think that that comes from learning and not just playing the main set. Like yeah. you've got to, you've got to come up. You've got to, you've got to come up and do the warm up sets on your come up, and you have to do the closing sets before you get to do the main set. Yeah. And after you've done a lot of closing sets, you'll realise that everything's already been played. I've got to play other things to keep them here. Mm. That's when you'll realise that if someone rinses you out, it doesn't really. Your points really have got to be deep anyway. Right. Like, it just shows exactly. that you're a good DJ anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, like, do you think that's also because there's, they're, not experienced enough, they're not experienced enough to know what actually a warm-up set is? Because there's a lot of DJs out there who actually don't know what a warm-up set is. Yeah, Or do you think possibly. it's more that they want to show off? I've, I think it's probably a bit of that. And, like, I, I think that if, if... Especially if you're... If you're new to the game, you want to make yourself look good. Yeah. And I probably did it when I was younger as well, but then I learned. So I think everyone, I've, I, I think that DJs, if you do moan about it, think when I was that age or in that stage of my career, was I doing that? And you'll probably say, yeah, I was. Yeah. But I, I think, I think, you shouldn't really have a go at people. Just let them do what they're doing and make sure that you kill it with stuff that they haven't played. Mm-mm. So in your opinion, what makes it? The thing is, DJ? if you look at your Serato, if you're playing for an hour, right? Yeah. How many tunes have you got in your Serato? Uh, six, five, six thousand. I ain't got a lot. Of stuff, five, six thousand. So if if yeah. I play ten songs that you want to play, it won't how matter. How many other songs have you got left? <laughs> it won't matter. Like it won't, it won't dent it at all. And if they're songs that you're not going to play, delete them off your laptop. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like it's like. When you hear it, obviously you may get annoyed, but you're like, "Well, I've got enough songs to even cover that anyway." Yeah. So, in your yeah, opinion, I mean, what what makes a good DJ? Um, I think that everyone has different qualities. So, some DJs can be a great DJ and not even mix. Yeah, they can just be really good on the mic and um, be really good at reading a crowd. Uh, I don't think you have to have all of the skills to be a good DJ. Mm. Like you can be a good DJ and not be able to scratch. You can be a good DJ and not be able to talk on the mic. You just need, you need your own thing that sets you aside from the other people. I think that's yeah. what makes a good DJ. That's what makes a good DJ. Okay. What's three tips? Cause obviously a lot of people don't actually know how hard it is to get overseas sets or uh, to get bookings in clubs, even over in the UK. So like how, what's your kind of three tips? Or just tips in general to up and coming DJs to get those club bookings. Um, I don't know how to. I got my first overseas set. I was it was in Marbella and it just happened. Like it, mm. I didn't ask for it; it just came to me. So it's, it's one of the things. I think that, that that with getting sets in the UK as well. Don't don't be one of them people that's spamming everyone's inboxes trying to get sets because it devalues you. Yeah. Um, work hard, put mixes up, make people talk about your name, and then people will come to you. Mm. Like, prove yourself, and work will come to you. Yeah. So whether it's an overseas booking, a UK booking, um, if you're making noise and people are calling your name out, people are going to say to club owners, when you get in Max Denham, right? and yeah. then they'll have to search me and go, oh, shit. Oh, he's okay, got we'll get it. Yeah. 
It, no, it's not even. It's about numbers again. But still, like mm. even I, I think that like even I just, think like, they look at for numbers. A video on my on. Or say say I put a video of my technical ability on my Instagram. Yeah. They might look at that and think, "Oh, he's sick. We'll book him." But um, do you think? Do you think it's more about a numbers game though? Like obviously, I, I, I hate I hate to say it, but yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, it is. It is now. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. It never used mm. to be about that. Because like I feel like the first that. thing a promoter or manager will see is how many followers you got, and like if you can bring your followers what they bring into the table. Yeah, what they bring into the table. Yeah. But I mean that's the same. That's the same with any kind of business. Both parties need to win. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Because they're they're a business yeah, as well. You're a business. They're a business. So yeah, of course. Yeah. They need to find like a middle ground where they can work with. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How, how have you kind of utilized your social? Like I know you're not really active on on Instagram as much, but how did you utilize your social media to get your big following and stuff like that? Is that more just from the gigs around the world and stuff like that? Or has it been through your DJ? Post? Honestly, I think that I, I think anything that I've done through the the SoundCloud thing, I think was kind of drew people to my my, my name quite a lot, yeah. and then I think it's just gone from there. I think it was more SoundCloud than Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, and then it mm. kind of branches off and then moves to that way. Um, but then obviously that's moved over to MixCloud, and then. Hope, I, I think that might be the same now. I don't think people are really necessarily following me for my Instagram, but if you listen to my mixes, I've got way more followers on Mixcloud than I have on on Instagram, and wow. I, I like that. Yeah, because it shows that people are interested in what in I'm your doing mixes for the right and not reasons. just yeah. yeah 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 yeah. That's a big that's a big thing. If you got more Mixcloud, if you have more Mixcloud followers than your actual followers on Instagram, do you know what? Thing, I follow zero people on Mixcloud as well. So your prestige, yeah? No, I just never, I've, I've never really, <laughs> you just never when, I like that, using like it, when I started using it, it wasn't to listen to people's mixes, it was just to share my content. To share your content. I've never yeah, really yeah. listened back to mixes. <laughs> I've never really listened back to them. I literally just upload, I'll make a mix, upload it, and then yeah. on to the next one. Yeah. So it's not really a platform for me to use, it's a platform, I've got to be searching for the music to put on the mixes. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not using Mixcloud, I'm using Spotify playlists and YouTube and and stuff like that. So <laughs> I said you don't even mix. No, I'm not. I'm not a mixed card user. I'm a mixed card <laughs> uploader. That's what. I, that's what I do. See, Kieran knows yeah. it's the truth, though. Like, it's the truth to be honest. Because, like, personally, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, like, I don't think many people use mixed cloud like an Instagram account. You know what no. I mean? No. Like, so it's yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those things. And trying to hear everyone else's stuff when you're focusing on your own content. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. Like, I know you're probably the biggest person to do that anyway. What do you like, mean? You, because you'll probably focus on your own, on yourself first before you even listen to any other person's mix. So let's say if you're I, dropping I, a honestly, mix, I, yeah. I don't, I don't listen to anyone's mixes. <laughs> I, that, I, doesn't that sound I, a bit I, bad? I though? Doesn't that sound, doesn't that sound a bit bad? No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to be influenced by anyone. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be influenced by anyone. I'll, I'll, I'll upload mixes. I, I don't use Mixcloud as a platform to listen to music. Okay. Which is ironic because it's I, I, that's what I upload on. Yeah, all the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't I, I don't use it like that. It's Do you think your numbers would change stuff. if it, if you moved your mixes to uh, to uh, Spotify? Sorry. Yeah, I'd have to build them, build it up again. Um, what we did with SoundCloud was you'd start posting things out saying moving over to Mixcloud. And then it, it's Mixcloud was like starting fresh though. 
Yeah. Because it took, it, at the time I was uploading on both platforms. Yeah. So I'd upload on Mixcloud and the SoundCloud and I'd still be getting more numbers on SoundCloud. Um, but because of like the um, the takedowns and stuff, I, I just had to completely come off of, of SoundCloud. Mm. But yeah. What's, what's, so what's been the on. highlight in terms of gigs wise? So like, not even highlight, just what's been the best club you DJ that apart from ministry? Um, obviously, all the international things are, are, are good. I remember um, Master Steps, the first time he flew me over to Dubai and we did a club called Studio F. I remember that being like a madness. That club's not even there anymore. Like, that was about 2013. Um, but yeah, I remember that being crazy. Yeah. First time I ever went to Manchester was good. There's a club called Circle, which is like legendary. Um, my favourite ever club was Funky Buddha, though, in London. Wait, and wait, I had a residency there for, for, for years. It was just... <clears throat> Going out was completely different then. Like there was, there was like a community of people that used to just come in, like in and out from all over the UK. Yeah. Like, Funky Buddha was crazy. Like, every week there'd be someone like Drake or Justin Bieber or or, or whoever's doing a concert that week would come mm. to Funky Buddha on a Tuesday, and it was just it was just different. It, going out was exciting then. So going back to that as well, do you think clubbing's changed in the sense that it's now more bottle spends and? tables and all of that instead of people just coming out for the passion of music and trying to just have a good time so that era that i'm talking about like 2000 and i'd say probably 2011 to about 2015 when yeah. did i start doing funky buddha probably about then about 2010 mm -hmm. 2011 um it was more about bottle spend and people actually had money then like people had real money back then and it was like you everyone had like guys had to go out and buy a bottle and it was just yeah it was new and it was exciting. And it was before that, I don't think people really used to do the bottle service thing. It was the beginning of that. I but, think, yeah, anyway, but what's, what's it really now? What, I was like... young. Right? Now I think I, I see it going back to more of like open rooms and like you'll play at a place like Gravity in Bristol where it's like, it's an open room and there's a few tables, but it's ravers yeah. and people that are, the younger crowd <laughs> are not bottle spenders. It's my yeah. era. Like my, my like, I'd say always around the, my always age. The, uh, always the young Russian kids, you know, with the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that it's that new money thing kind of thing. I think the, the West End's kind of more like that. It's more um, people like like tourists kind of people that are over here to spend money. Um, yeah. Now, like just from what I've, I've I've noticed, whereas back then it used to be more people from London. Um, would be going out in London and meeting people from London. Mm. So and going back to earlier in the conversation, you said that when you were younger, you wanted to play at ministry and that was like a one thing you wanted to do and achieve. So what else have you kind of achieved that was on a bucket list? Um, pretty much. I don't really know. Just, yeah. <laughs> can't really comment because the thing is I'm, I'm always trying to progress and I think that's the same yeah. as everyone so when you when you achieve some of the smaller kind of aims that you have you don't even notice that you've done them mm. and then you look back and you're like oh shit I DJed in New York oh shit I DJed in Dubai like I've, I've played everywhere like I'm, 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 I can't even say because when you when you achieve little things like that yeah. like a, a booking abroad and obviously I've wanted to do all of them before they've happened but then when they're 
kind of not pivotal moments, you kind of don't even realise that you've done it until you think back. Mm, mm, mm. That's bad. <laughs> that's that's probably I to be honest, I don't I I'm not exactly the same. Like I'll like look at what I've achieved that I wanted to achieve already, but maybe that's you. <laughs> maybe that's how you're doing it. Yeah, but... I think I think that is. I think you kind of just get lost in Well you kinda of get lost doing. in your bookings and like what you're doing. Yeah, like I've been busy for ten years, like, and I, I, Joe, what? Now I'm getting a, like a bit of space for my brain to kind of think. Yeah, you right? must, have, you must, you must appreciate this time then, because you. Must yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I said earlier, like... I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving the lockdown thing now. Like it's kind yeah. of gone full three sixty to me for me to like, I, 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 I really, I'm really enjoying myself. Mm. Just sitting here and not having to worry about anything. Well, obviously there's worries, but it's not like there's no pressure. Yeah, the yeah, pressure's yeah. gone. Do you ever get worried about have you uh, about residencies or losing sets or stuff like that, or is it not really a thing for you now because you've got to that level where they you you probably I've, won't I've lose it? I've done residencies. I've been sacked from residencies. I've left residencies, and then the last probably three years, I've had zero residencies, and mm-hmm. it's just I'll be in Nottingham one week, Birmingham the next week, maybe London the next week, and your calendar gets booked up, but I'll only yeah. be doing kind of two, three gigs a week. But mm-hmm. it's, I, 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 I haven't had residencies. I think that a Saturday residency is a bad idea for any DJ. Um, How comes? Well, once you, once you start getting offers to pay in other cities, you should keep your Saturdays for traveling. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, spe- especially Saturdays, any other night, like Friday residency call. Um, but, I think that once you start getting offers to pay in other cities on a Saturday, you should you should focus on that mm-hmm. because that's where you'll make more money. That's yeah. where you'll not get bored because you're seeing a new diff- new new thing every every week. Um, you're playing to different audiences from all over the country, so it kind of keeps your name going more. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to travel. It is important to travel. Yeah, definitely because it spreads it spreads your name. <clears throat> yeah, and obviously it helps your following and helps also like your genres in music and everything like that in terms of your creative yeah, of and everything as well. So going to the cu- kind of clubbing scene, do you feel as though it's it's kind of there's always going to be a space for clubbing, but do you think it's dying out compared to how it was before? And that all these events need to cut, like you're seeing all these events coming up now, and they're having to fill the space because these clubs aren't actually. Uh, capping out unless it's obviously like a west end club um, or whatever i feel like the west end well the, the clubbing scene from like 2000 2011 was when it really started popping off i think like it, yeah. obviously there have been times before that but i was younger so i wouldn't have been i remember when i first started djing people weren't really going out and that's like mm-hmm. 2008 2009 and there was a bit of a dip then right and then it went boom and You'd be me and Colin Francis used to DJ seven nights a week, and every single venue was rammed. See, that's what I wish it was like now. That's what I wish it was like, but it's not weekdays, like every day. Yeah, and everywhere was busy, and everywhere people were spending money, and it was just people had money. So I think the end of say up to 2010, there was like a recession up to that point, and then it was like everyone had money again, so everyone's going out and spending it. And then I've noticed from about 2015, there's been like a gradual decline in people going out. So then you'll mm. see the odd club shut down here, shut down there, 
um, you'll turn up to clubs and they'll be half full. But then, but then there's still busy clubs, and then you'll go there to somewhere else the next week, and it will be there'll be a queue around the block. Yeah. Um, but then, I've I have noticed a gradual decline in especially that VIP scene. Um, the last since about 2015, slowly, slowly dying out, dying out. It is. And then to the point of 2019 was probably the worst year that I've ever seen. I, um, yeah, that in, has been in, the worst in, year in, I've ever seen. In this industry. Um, and then 2020, the clubs just haven't been open. <laughs> I, we can't even talk about this year. We don't count it's got, it as a year, it's man. Got, <laughs> it's got way worse than I ever expected it to. But <laughs> from what I've seen before is it goes in waves. Yeah. So it might be like this for a little while. It might be like this till 21, 2022. And then... And then what, 2020? That's a long time though. Three years, you've got to wait till the clubs get to start packing up again. So what? I said, so what? 33. 33, bro. 33. 33. Bro, I still feel 20 in my head. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still 20 years old in my brain. (laughs) You're going to be clubbing when you're 50, innit? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I feel like I'll carry on doing it as long as I I have passion for it. Yeah. And if I'm same age as Westwood and I'm still enjoying it, then then I'll still be doing it. And that's the reason why he's still doing it. Mm. But you never know. I might decide I want to be a chef. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Whatever, <laughs> I'm waiting for the cookbook, like bro. Doing, whatever I cook, feel like doing, cookbook. that's what I'm gonna do. Where's the cookbook? Yeah. I'm waiting for that, it. I said, where's the, the cookbook? cookbook? I'm waiting for it. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I said, I don't know. No, no. not a book. That's not really the right the right thing to do. No, I think the <laughs> YouTube channel would be more... YouTube channel, innit? Yeah, 100%. Well, you know, what's your take on, like, TikTok and all of that? Because, obviously, TikTok, right, is it. a massive thing. I, I haven't got it either, but it's oh. a massive thing, right? And this is what I was talking to about with other DJs as well, is that when you come out of quarantine these songs are going to be mad because you've got people dancing to it like it's the candy dance, you get me? Like, you know, you've got yeah, Savage, yeah. Megan, uh, Megan and Stallion, like everyone's going to be doing some dance to that. Yeah, but I mean, that's been happening forever. Like, just well, it, it's just because it's on TikTok. <laughs> no, 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 but the, 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 like, you, you just mentioned the candy dance. Remember yeah. Soldier Boy? Yeah, yeah. Like, Soldier Boy, that. Crank That. Like, there's, there's always been songs like that that go viral and then... It just happens that TikTok is what's popular at the moment. Mm. I find the TikTok thing cringy, though. It's cringy. Right, you like, know what? I'm, the I'm... funniest thing I was talking about this with Gavin from Birmingham, and he was saying that, like, bro, there's some weird people doing some of the maddest things. Like, you know, it's a bit... <laughs> but I don't know why you'd want to. I've seen DJs That's get my, on my, it. My I've seen opinion, DJs get know? on it and put their mixes on there. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think that's a bit. I don't. I don't think maybe that's I'm, the right maybe, move. Maybe I'm missing. Right? Maybe I'm missing something here, but it's not. It's not for me. Man said maybe I'm missing. When did the uh, Max Denim, Max Max Denim dub get me to Max? Um, that was that was originally I MC Quiet did me. I used to be on Shine FM. Okay. And um, he did me a radio jingle that said like you're listening to Max Denim, and I mm. I got a copy of Ableton when I was working in West End DJ and chopped it up. So it said Max Denim, Max Max Denim. And then I put it onto uh, Pulse X, which was an old garage tune. Yeah. And then I started playing that. And then I think it was, it was a club called 195 and I'd be playing it yeah, yeah. every Friday there. And I'd be, uh, it was a thing that my, got my bro, like my, my mate Eugene used to run called 19 Friday. And I used to play it there and then people started 
it started getting a little ring to it. And then by the time I was doing Funky Buddha, MC Kai was doing it with me mm. and he revoiced the whole thing. Um, so it was like a proper version. And then, uh, yeah, like, I'd say around the Funky Buddha kind of yep. era, I used to I, I used to play it as soon as I went on. Um, Colin's done, Colin did the same thing with his dub play thing, but it's just kind of, you need to know when the DJ's changed over. And I saw DJ EZ do it a few years before and that was the moment I decided like I need something like that you need so something good. like that yeah it's a lot of DJs just take over from the last DJ yeah um, and when that happens you don't know that anyone else is even in the building mm. so you need to make yourself get noticed yeah yeah definitely so what's the best I'd... way of doing that stop the fucking music and play your name <laughs> on a song yeah yeah how do you kind of find DJing with like big na- with the big names? Like obviously you're up there as well, but before when you were younger, so like obviously looking at the older photos when you were with um, Colin, like how do you find DJing with those with like the bigger names? When like, I was you... that age, um, Colin and Master Steps, they'd always be in the West End, and it was they kind of they took me took me in and made me part of the the the, the kind of the commute like the the circle of DJs. Yep. So it was it was more of like. They were more like mentors, as I said earlier, than um, it ever being kind of like, are you lot of the huge DJs, which they are, and you've got to give them mm-hmm. respect for that. But it was kind of more like they grabbed me and said, you're part of us. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And kind of pushed me in the right direction, which was, which was good to have at the time, because I think it helped me out a lot. Have you wanted to do that and take DJs under your wing and kind of get them in the scene? I feel well, like or... I have. I, I feel like I have. Like if anyone's kind of needed any help with anything, and I, I have. Like I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but there's, there's people that I've, I, I, I feel like I do mentor, and it's people yeah. that um, even even some people like I'll phone them up sometimes and be like, "What, well, bro? Where's your mix?" You haven't put a mix up for for ages, and <laughs> I, I feel I feel like I've had that kind of thing from other people, so I've got to kind yeah. of pass that on. And I think everyone should. Okay, does setup matter in what terms of DJ setups? So obviously you got vinyl, um, yeah. CDJs. Like, so does the setup matter, or is it just? easier to enhance those skills if you've got vinyl or if you've got CDJs or whatever? I don't think it matters at all. I think play play on whatever you feel comfortable on. If you feel comfortable on a £200 controller and yeah. you can fucking shell it down with that and take that to the club. Yeah. Um, I feel like you, you, you should make yourself familiar with everything um, so that if you turn up somewhere and they don't have what you've got, you're still comfortable. Mm. Like... There's a mixer that I absolutely hate, and Alan and Heath's own 62. But yeah. I know what every single thing on that mixer does. So just because I don't like it doesn't mean I can't get around using it if I go to the club. Yeah. That mixer should be banned, by the way. It's awful. <laughs> what's, the, what's been the See, worst? If, yeah, what's been the worst? Like, if any club, if to, any club is watching this and you have a zone 62, throw it in the bin. <laughs> That's what I think. What's, I'll what's still the use worst, it if like, I get there. But... I said you'll still use it. <laughs> You'll cuss it, but you use it. Yeah, I'll, I'll cuss it and I'll tell you your mix is shit, but yeah. <laughs> God, what's, what's the worst? No, what's, what's the, worst the worst setup, setup yeah, that you've gone to in a club and you've thought, what the, um, like, what the hell is this? 
I've been somewhere before in Kent and they had Denon CDJs. I said Denon CDJs. <laughs> yeah, I'd never even seen them before. And <laughs> I still use them. Um, it's probably when, when I was younger, like when I was really young. Yeah. When, like, CDJs weren't even really in clubs. Mm-mm. So when I was like 17 and I was just getting like my first club bookings, there'd be two turntables. So you take a box of records. But obviously records, you, one, they're expensive. Two, they yeah. were heavy. Um, you'd get you'd get a song and it'd, it'd have two sides and it it might have one song on each side, mm-hmm. or one might one side might be the the song and then the other side might be the instrumental. Instrumental. So, yeah. and it cost you like five five to ten pounds for one song. Yeah. So you'd have one box of records and then I'd take like a little CD wallet for if something was new, and I wanted to play it, but. Um, CDJs weren't a thing. You, like, under the mixer, there'd be like two little CD trays, and then somewhere in the DJ booth, there'd be like this little rack unit. It used to have yeah. two little wheels on it, and then like they were mad to use, but you had to learn how to use them. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be able to. You, you wouldn't be able to play what you wanted to play. Mm. How's your but take on you like? To put... Yeah, sorry, carry on. Go on. No, 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 carry oh, on. Go on. Go on. Um. <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying now. Uh, about the rat units and stuff like that. Yeah, like you had to learn how to play on them. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that, that probably helped all of us that did have to use them out later in life. Mm. So what's your take on like D- DJs, right, who are on after you uh, and they ask for your history of what you played and stuff like that? Are you all, all, all for it? or? Oh, yeah, 100%. Be- yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That means that they, they, they don't want to play what you've already played. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I know some DJs that are like, no, I don't want anyone looking at my history. You should have been here, but, you know, st- st- stuff like that. No, so... no, go ahead. You might be stuck in traffic, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Do your thing. If you if you want to play a set and play a completely different set to what I've played, yeah. fucking here's my laptop. Like, have a look at what I've played. Yeah, I think that's better. That's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that means that you care about it. Mm. Yeah. What's the best event you've DJed for? Event or event? <sighs> That's how deviated. Aces at subject. Plaza Beach. <laughs> Aces at Plaza Beach in my okay. bar. That event, the Maybank Holiday one, yeah. which we've just missed. I was supposed to be there. Um, that was supposed to be there, single bro. event. <laughs> I look forward to that. I look forward to that all year. Yeah. Yeah. What is um, it about it? What What is it? Just the vibes are just different. It's just that May Bank holiday in Marbella is crazy. But I think there's other events like Obsessions Tuesdays at Funky Buddha. That's probably my favourite all-time ever event. Mm. That's not one that's going on now, but... Yeah, yeah. Sunday sessions at Faces back in the day. That was crazy. Like I'd get excited for that all week. Like When it was Monday, I'd be like, shit, I've got to wait six more days. Yeah, yeah. It was one of them, but it changes all the time. But one I look forward to all year is is Plaza Beach. The Aces. Aces, yeah. yeah. Maybank Holiday one specifically. That party is the best best party of the year. What about the Maybank Holiday in CSU in Marbella? Have you done that one? I was doing that for years. I was doing that for years, and then I ended up doing some different deals and then not doing that for yeah. the last three years. But yeah, probably the first time I did that was probably 2011. Um, I was working with unique parties and then I did that till about 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then That's I right. did some different deals and ended up doing some other things. But I was doing the Friday at Sisu and then the Saturday at uh, Plaza Beach back then mm. as well. I've been doing that for years. But yeah. So coming out of quarantine, what's your first kind of steps you're doing? Like obviously hitting the clubs, but are, are you, do you want to do your own events? Are you looking at doing that? Or... I don't like doing them. I don't, I don't enjoy it. It's too I much love... stress. Sorry. I've done them. <laughs> mm. I've done them. Like I remember doing a, a party in Cambridge, right? It was my birthday. Yeah. And we'd sold, like, say the, 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 the club's at like 500 capacity. Oh, is this the one Kieran was talk, talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we'd sold all the tables out and we had yeah. probably 800 people on a guest list and it holds 500 people. So yeah. I know for a fact that it's going to be rammed and then uh, I get there at 10 and at 11 o'clock there's probably only 80 people in the club and I'm thinking no one's coming. Mm. And I know that they are because people would pay deposits on tables. Yeah, every yeah, single yeah. table so sold out. But it's just, there's a kind of stress about it that I don't enjoy it's it's mm. just not it's not enjoyable for me, so I I I I'd rather not do them. What was the first kind of, Yeah, I've done two years ago. I did in Central London. Do you know Do you know what I'm talking about though? Do you know yeah. that feeling? It's the worst. It's, it's you know what I the don't worst think thing is, me, is the worst that. thing. The worst thing is the hour before in it. Like I don't know if you had that, but the hour before when you're opening, when you're just setting everything up, you're like. Is anyone yeah, because you're there and it's up? early and no one's, no one's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, no and like, even, even when it gets to 10, 11 o'clock and it's only starting to feel, you're like, oh, is this all that's going to happen today? Or like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not a nice feeling. Mm. So why are you going to yeah. do that to yourself? It's so much, it's so much stress. Like, I know what you're talking about. It's just, it's yeah. a lot of stress, man. I think that would go, the more, the more that you do, like, and the more successful your brand gets, I think that that yeah. would probably go away. But I'm, I can't be certain because I've never really put that much energy into doing events. Mm. I think I just had to restart the whole app. It does this like all the time. I think when you go you on live it. to your... yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, when, you, I think when you go you, on you, live, you've been doing this a lot, ain't you? <laughs> Bro, I, I feel I, like I, they stop. How many times a day do you do this? Like... Alright, so I've been doing this for seven weeks now, and like I started doing once a day, but now I'm doing like three times a day or two twice a day. So like, it's I've good, done though. maybe about it's 100. Good, like... It's good. It's keeping you busy. It's something to Bro, do I'm, as well. I'm telling you, man, like, if you how, told how me you seven find, weeks is it, ago... Is it, is it, like, it's, it's increasing all the time as well, right? I mean, more yeah. people are, are being drawn into it's, it's, Yeah, yeah it's cool. mad because if you told me seven weeks ago, yeah, that I'd be interviewing Charlesy, Rusky, uh, Mr. Play who's just joined, yourself, like, all these big DJs, yeah, that I look up to anyway, like, even coming Where, where are you from? Where, 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 South where are you London. From? Okay, okay. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not too far, but... So yeah. yeah, so like looking up to all of you guys, yeah, and then like thinking seven weeks ago I'd be interviewing you. There's no way I would have thought that. Like, and even this, I'm not gonna name names, but there are even some DJs who I've interviewed who, when I spoke to on the first week when I started it, just yeah. aired it, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Now they're like, oh my god, like I need to get on this. This is looking so sick, like all of that. And I think yeah, it's course, because you're, no, you're, obviously you're doing no something one, good. Like... Obviously, no one takes it seriously at the start, obviously, because it's just a new. It's thing. the same with anything, though. It's yeah. the same with anything that you you decide to do. Like people are gonna people are gonna not <clears throat> kind of. It's, it, very few people are the first people to kind of jump onto something and then. Yeah, yeah, it. definitely. Yeah, like I know that I know there's people doing the same thing and everything, but I, I'm not phased by it because I know I've been doing this for seven weeks now. You know, so like, you know what? You, you shouldn't be worried about it anyway. 
you shouldn't be worried about that anyway because like mm. the way that I look at it is people say this about the DJ scene as well it's like yeah. if someone's the biggest DJ then you can't be the de- biggest DJ that's absolute rubbish because because you can always take that look how many look how many clubs anyway. there are in the UK we can all headline yeah you know yeah have you always kind of you've you've never so you've never really been fussed about that or was that when you kind of started you were fussed big up kid flows were in the building um are you I always mean, fussed I, I, about I don't that, think or? I have been worried about anything like that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be looking at other people as that are doing the same thing as you as competition because yeah. you can always find things that you can take inspiration from if they're doing well you can look at them and go oh, okay right they've done that they've done that well so I think that that's more important than feeling threatened by anyone that's doing something that you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So how do you kind of find it with breaking into circles? Like, so obviously you got a West End circle. That circle's just there. Like, you cannot. It's so hard to break into that circle. But I, I, I don't it, think it's you really find there it easy anymore. for you. You don't think it's there. Um, there's there's not really a the West End scene that I remember is different to what there is now. I I think. I don't really go out in West End anymore, so it might be there, but it might be completely different. But yeah, when we were doing it, it was like a community, and it was like people, people. It was exciting. Yeah. And now, what you think is just boring? I don't know what the word is. I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe because I've done, I did it for so long. Maybe because you've grown out of it. Possibly, yeah. Because, like, obviously, before you were younger, you I were, was young and it was you know, exciting, yeah, 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 and it was new to you, so you're probably growing yeah, you out of it. Right. You've done like, and you've done like the stuff like you know, Aces, Marbella, all of that. You've seen like <coughs> all the other side of things, so you may may have grown out of that, yeah. Maybe I think you're right, I think you're right, mm. yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, just, I, still, I still go back there and do it, like, <laughs> yeah, of course, you, I, I think anyone would, yeah. You know, I was, I, I just love DJing though, so. Mm. I was asking Scotty B, what's his biggest money pull up? He said three thousand five hundred. How much is yours? I've got a funny story actually. Right, so me and Kai were DJing at a club. It's, it's called Project. I think it was Mirror or Project. It's like yeah. the other side. It's like the road behind where Libertine is. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a party that we used to do called Balling Parties. Yeah, yeah. And Siaki used to run that. And it was it's called balling parties it's all yeah, sorry, rich 3. people yeah right? 3.5k sorry yeah it's it's mad <laughs> right so there's a table of guys like literally right in front of the dj booth yeah. and um i play a tune and he's just throwing 20s like throwing them throwing them throwing them and then we've taken them taking the money me and kai used to always share it mm. like because it's, it's like just one of them things that like, we're both there and then yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys come around the back of the DJ booth. He's like, yo, um, that I, I just did that for show to try and impress them girls over there. He's like, can I have what? that money back? <laughs> Kai was like, Kai you're was lying like, to me. You're lying Kai, to me. Kai was like, get out of here, bro. I've spent it. <laughs> but it really happened. You're lying to me. You asked, no, did no, you no, give no. it back to him? I can't remember what happened. I can't remember what happened. But I think Kai gave him some of the money back, but not all of it. Definitely not all of it. But you can ask him about what, that. If you have him on it, you can, you can ask him about that. That happened. <laughs> Set me up with that, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what, why would you ask for it back if you're throwing... That's like going to Bro, a strip club. He threw, he threw, he threw that's literally like going to a strip club, throwing the money on the dance and then giving it back, but then asking it for it back because you're Do like, you know I don't have the funds. If he'd have given me a warning and said before, I'm going to throw this money in his for show, I'd have been like, go ahead. Like, <laughs> so go ahead. You know what I mean? Like a stripper, man. <laughs> 
I bet you probably, uh, you probably felt like a stripper in the booth. Like, were you doing a little I felt like I was playing the best <laughs> tune that I could ever play. What tune was it? I think it was, at that time, it was probably something like Meek Mill. Like, he was big then, like, mm. house party. Do you not think, or... he's, do you not think he's big now? He's, he's, he's had different waves. Like, he's, he's, he's been at the top. He's fell off. He's been at the top, which yeah. I think is, is a healthy career, if I'm honest. Mm. But yeah, he's he's huge again. I think the whole thing when he was with Nicki Minaj kind of stopped him from being as big as he could have been <laughs> yeah, back definitely. then. Because it was oh, you're Nicki Minaj's guy. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Ty- did the same thing though. It, it, it's exactly the same. Yeah. When he was with Kylie Jenner, he was the he was the least success, less successful one out of the two. I, I don't. Yeah, literally, like, but like I don't. And I then think he, I think. After he stepped there. back from that, he he he's, he's, he had a couple like a few of the biggest tunes from his from comeback, last year or the year before. His comeback was crazy. The biggest comeback. His comeback. Not as big as Soldier Boy's comeback. What you think, Soldier Boy? Comeback. What are you talking? He's in prison. He's in prison, bro. Like you never seen that interview on the Breakfast Club. No. He was talking about that. He was saying like Tiger had the biggest comeback of 2018, and he was like, no, he did. I know, uh, but like Tiger had, yeah, Tiger's comeback was massive. Like even Taste gets played at, at clubs yeah, now. Yeah, still, still, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. There's no shelf. I don't think there's a shelf life on that track. Do you I not think, think? I think okay. Well, maybe there might be a period where people stop playing it for a little bit, yeah. but they'll bring it back easy because you know the radio will bring it back like in their reloaded section. And I then think that bring it back music then... has a much shorter shelf life now than it used to. Mm. Why right. is that? Why do you, do you think remember? That? Do you remember Drake? Nice for what? Yeah. Do you still play that? No. That too. I don't, I want to start laughing at that because right? I, like, yeah. Yeah, but years ago. And you know, obviously, I used to be yeah, two, that's two, two years like, ago. That tune would come out ago, then yeah. and you'd still be playing it prime time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, bro, that's, that's a bad thing. Do you still play God's Man? No. <laughs> See what? It's proving me right. It's proving me right. But that was the biggest song in the world then. Do you think that after quarantine, the box is going to be the biggest tune? No, the box is done now. It was overplayed. It's exactly. It was overplayed too much. Like, yeah, but every time I went out clubbing right. or... Let me tell you something, right? You see yeah. Chris Brown and Tiger, Loyal, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's a tune. Diff- that's a different tune, though, no, bro. No, 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 no. It's a completely different tune, but that was the mm. biggest song in the clubs for a long time. Like, yeah. from that period. You see, when but we that's... started playing the box, that yeah. was still would have been the biggest tune of the night, right, like, at this point. No, but you're you're right. forgetting, yeah. Like the back then, twenty fourteen, yeah. That year was the year for kind of the mustard era, yeah. That year was the year for music. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about the length of time that that, okay, that yeah. song lasted. Okay, so what compared you, you to think, the biggest okay, tune so now won't last two for that years. Long. So you think in two years the box will be replayed and it will be banging in the club? You won't you won't be playing that. No, that's what I'm saying. It won't get any any. But if you play low but... now, it will get back. It will bang out. Or bang it like and not like, as much as it used to, but yeah. the same time frame. If you'd have played loyal then and you'd have played it the same period of time, like say six months after it's come out or whatever, a year after it's come out, it would have still been one of your biggest go to tunes. Okay, but Bobby Smurder, yeah, anymore. take that, take that. Bobby yeah, twenty fourteen that track came out, still now it's banging. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can still play that. It, everyone's like, yeah, but it's not the same. I wouldn't draw for that in a, a prime time set now. No, not in a prime time. If you were. I think that's co- not closing, but you get me. It's like near the end of the prime time. Yeah, but that's, that's the, it's, it's, it's not the it's, it's not it's not got the same shelf life. Mm. Okay, what song do you think right now is banging that you think if the clubs open up today 
they would buy, it would buy. I think Drake Tussie slide to be honest because I don't know if it would. I think uh, the baby think... rock star would go mm. off. Um, no, it's, it's quite slow. I don't think that matters. Look at um, God's plan. Yeah, true. But like that's a bit different because it had a good drop to it. God's plan had a drop to it. Like rock star, don't, people can the baby rock star don't have a drop to it like that. Sick though. Yeah, okay, it's sick. But like, would it would it, would it be in a like, in a club? Could you imagine yourself playing it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'd play that prime time. I said prime time. What twelve? As soon as it's twelve, twelve or one, like you're going. Well, I'll be playing that, and I'm pretty sure it'd do some damage. Mm. And well, the what, thing what? is, if other DJs aren't playing it, then that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Well, stop giving us yeah. ideas, then, man. <laughs> <laughs> I but I, I'm saying Savage, bro. Savage, Megan The Stallion. That song will pop. Like if clubs open, this yeah, night, I agree. I agree, bro. Every girl will come up to that straight away. Every girl will start dancing. Yeah. What's the, what's the song you like in in your sets normally? What's the song you normally throw down for the girls to get them going? I kind of. It all depends on the crowd. Okay, let's say it's your like your normal crowd, that urban kind of crowd yeah but I mean one urban crowd and another urban crowd can be completely different like there's certain places where I could play mm. Kanye West uh, Kanye West all falls down will always go off anywhere like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a standard that's what I'm saying. Thing, but yeah. then, well, but then for the some clubs flow. for some clubs that that like that might be too girly yeah 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 and they I might want to hear up for you know what I mean I said up <laughs> but bro every crowd's different you need to be able to decide what you're <laughs> yeah, going to there and then, mm. that well, that song died out. To be honest, like I don't, feel, I don't see myself playing that song. I didn't you actually know, bang that song out anyway. Do you know what? That's that, that, that's one thing that sorry, I think, sorry. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always good to go back to songs that went off, when like that went off a few months ago because the other DJs won't be playing them, Mm-mm-mm. and people might still like them. So you, you've got to have a balance. True, 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 true. I think when you come back, you're going to have to just implement these songs like quickly in a set and see what happens. If I feel don't. like I'm going to struggle with the first couple of sets that I'm back. I think I don't know would, what people are listening no one's, to. Yeah, no one knows what's happening. No one knows what's even popping. And I think, I think that when, when you're in a club situation and you, you play something that goes off, you're 99% you're going to play that next week. Yeah. So we haven't DJed for four or five months or whatever. I don't know what is going to go off. No one knows, man. Like, no. I... It's everyone's gonna be in the same. Everyone's in the same boat, to be honest. Like I think even yeah. the people going out clubbing are in the same boat because they're not even gonna know what what's popping in that sense in the club. <laughs> like they could be supposed to be into, yeah. Yeah, like they could be listening to to see slide on the way there, but don't even want to hear it in the club. You get me? Like yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to tell, but yeah, going back to the kind of shelf life things, like I All think falls down. That's still yeah. that's two thousand four, bro. Yeah, two thousand and four. That that, that, out, and that is still. And that ain't even, that's the, There's no shelf life on that. You can throw that anywhere, anywhere. Someone will, someone will at least dance to it, or people will sing to it. I think that goes back to the CD thing, though. I had that. Yeah, album yeah, on yeah, CD. yeah. So that 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 mm. that means something to me. I, like, you'd buy a CD, you'd just play that CD until yeah, yeah, you couldn't play it anymore yeah. until something new came out. Do you think graduation yeah, was the no, best album from him? 
Or school uh, dropout. College dropout. College dropout, sorry. But yeah. then Life of Pablo is one of my favourite albums that he did. I don't know. Well. That's, it's just really I think that's nice. a masterpiece start to finish. You think? Okay. Yeah. I think Ultra part, Beam. I think part Bro, two and part one Ultra are the, that shit part two, part goosebumps. One, part two, part one I like, but nah, I'm not really feeling the whole album. Have you listened to it start to finish? No, not start to finish. I don't listen. It's weird. I don't listen to albums start to finish. See, like I'm that. obviously like, I listen to albums start to finish. Like I was when when I was on the interview with Reckless as well. Reckless was telling me like he listens to every song for the full three minutes or four minutes you have throughout to. the whole album. Also, never not, like. You see when someone puts an album out and then yeah. you see on social media, oh, this album's whack, this album's whack. I'll still mm-hmm. listen to it start to finish and I'll make my own mind up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. You can't, like, you can't let other people think for you. Mm. Make your own mind up. Listen true, to it. True, if true. it's shit, don't listen to it again. What's your kind of take on people dropping music now, though? Like, do you think it's the right move for them or do you think it's not the right move because when you come out of quarantine, it's going to be six months old or five months old or however many months. See, if you dropped a song at the beginning of quarantine and it was that big, like 2C Slide, that might still, when you play that in a club and no one's heard it in a club, yeah, you'll be able to play that in six months' time mm. because it will, people will reminisce about whatever they were doing when they heard it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think that that's, that's quite important. So I think... I can't comment. I don't know until until I've tested it. <laughs> you gotta just test the waters then. You gotta yeah. test it. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Can you do it? Can you do the dance? No, no I can't dance at all. Like, right, come on, come on. I can't dance. <laughs> that's why I DJ, bro. I said like, that's why I DJ. <laughs> I'm off of the dance floor. Like. <laughs> How are you with like having people in the booth? Do you allow people in the booth, or are you kind of like I want my own space? When I was younger, I used to like it now it kind of puts me off a bit and i don't really i want to be i I don't really talk to people when i'm djing like when i'm djing i I will not talk to you like Mm. if you come up and talk to me i'll like i can sometimes be quite not rude but i'm focusing i'm focused i can tell that i feel like you just air air whoever was saying something to you and then if someone comes up to me at the end of my set and i've finished i've got all the time in the world for you but it's well, I think that's the how worst it's kind of someone, got to be. Someone's, come, someone's coming up to you and you're, you're, you've got an acapella and you're about to cut something else in. And it's like you're thinking and you're thinking what you're going to play in four tunes time. Like, yeah. And then someone asks you, like, oh, have you, have, have you done this? Have you done that? And it's like, but I'm in the middle of something. Like, mm. I don't enjoy that. So the, I, I find that the people that are around me a lot, yeah, like... My, like my best mates like Nick, Kane, Junior like even my missus like if they're in the DJ booth they'll respect what I'm doing they'll know they'll, they'll and, know what's yeah, what not to do it's when people are in the booth do. that you don't know sometimes I don't yeah. even know that they're there yeah like I'll be that much in a bubble that I don't even notice that someone's behind me but yeah if they talk to me when I'm mixing acapella I really don't know like what them. it's funny you say that as well I was just clocking it as well there's sometimes when I don't even know who's entered the booth like, yeah, sometimes yeah, cool. I don't even know if someone's even there. Like, even if they were there from the start, I wouldn't even know if yeah, they yeah, left Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's happening. How are you on the mic, though? Are you, are you rather get a host to do the mic job, or are you all right with that? Um, I have had to do it a few times, but it's not something that, again, it's not something that I enjoy. Mm. It's not. I feel like when I was working a lot with MC Kai, I feel he could bring a lot more energy 
than I ever would be able to do on the mic. So it was better yeah, to work you with someone like that. Put all your energy into the DJ side of things, and not into exactly. Mic Another thing about working with a host, you need to get one that knows when to talk and when to, to let you mix, <laughs> and yeah. you need to have a good relationship with each other in that kind of aspect of things. You can't just use any host. Mm. And one host that works with one person might not be good on your set. Yeah. yeah. Um, but MC Kai is the person that I have that like that. that kind of understanding and yeah we don't need to we, that, it, it just flows it works i think yeah if you've got yeah if you've got a good mc you're blessed basically you're blessed because they can kind of you're controlling music they're controlling crowd movements as well and everything so he, he, he in my opinion he's the best that i've worked with like just he just knows exactly what I'm going to do probably yeah. even before I've done it. And Is that because just... you've been working together for so long as well? So he kind of yeah, knows how you yeah, play. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So do you turn up to a gig with a uh, pre-prepared set or just you're freestyling it throughout the whole thing? I like to try and freestyle it. I'll have like go-to crates. So... Mm what I'll do is maybe once a month I'll filter out music and delete stuff. Yeah. So if I think, say, Taste, I've been playing that in my set for every week for six months. Yeah. I'm probably going to put that to the side, but then I'll try and add something else in. So say if I'm playing an hour, I'll probably have a crate with about 400 tunes in it. And then I'm probably not going to dip out of that crate. Because I know roughly what I'm going to be playing. Yeah, You've got enough anyway to cover that hour set. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I know roughly what I'm going to be playing, but then I've still got room to move about and maybe drop this, maybe drop that. Yeah. Maybe I've put a tune in the crate that I haven't played for ages that I want to play again. So I'll drop that in. So I, I think you need to be a bit like that. You need to kind of have a, stru a, a, a loose structure. Mm. So like a rough idea, you, like you don't want to... You don't want to go there with, with it blind. You want to kind of have something in mind that you know what you're going to do. I think there's a balance between the two that you need to have. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, did you find definitely. crowd reading? Did that kind of come naturally or was that over time, like, with experience? Um, I think that you probably, you, you learn that over time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, like I said earlier, warm-up sets and closing sets are, are what's going to get you to to learn a crowd definitely mm. and you have to be able to do both and you ha you have to you have to be able to do a whole night yeah yeah, yeah. you have to be able to dj from 10 you to have to, three, well, you have to you, you have to have enough in your crate to in case something happens have a whole night yeah i think that's the best learning <laughs> curve for learning and how to do stuff like that like yeah you you have to i still do whole nights do you like it, the whole night sets or do you like the one hour two I prefer hours it. you prefer, I prefer it? it yeah definitely you get to pace the night the way that you want to do it. Again, mm. we used to be the Bowery in Nottingham. We used to do aces there. And yeah. I always used to say, I don't want a warm-up DJ. I don't want a close DJ. I want to do the whole night. Because it was one of them crowds where I could test new things. I could test and old things. You could things. control everything could... from the start to finish. And I didn't want anyone <coughs> playing songs before me or after me. So I just do the whole night. Mm. Yeah, I... Sorry, bro. Oh yeah, my phone's ringing. I think I've got to go. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we we can do another one of these though. I think we still yeah, got quite a lot to talk about. Yeah, bro, definitely. But it's yeah. been good. Appreciate you doing this. Like, 
I know, like, you're busy. I know you're busy, man. <laughs> Do you know, um, you know what? Anyone that says they're busy in quarantine is lying. What? Well, okay, yeah, true, true, true. If true. anyone says to you, oh, I'm really busy at the moment, busy doing what? <laughs> busy on your phone, bro. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so busy on your phone. <laughs> but, bro, appreciate appreciate this, though. Like, we'll definitely, we'll definitely carry this on next week. Yeah, 100%. Just uh, hit me up with a time and that will carry this yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I appreciate everyone tuning in. And yeah, back, I'm back tomorrow. We've got American DJs this week as well, so it's all good. Oh, who you got this week? Uh, so, I have to look through it now. Put me on the spot there. <laughs> so, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Uh, oh, I can't even find it. You've done this to me. You've done this on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> you should know. I, <laughs> yeah, but like, I've got so many people yeah. in it. Wait, it's one set, one set, one set, one set, one set. Okay, here we go. Tomorrow I have uh Nana B, uh Dens and Dougie Fresh. Oh sick, sick, sick. Yeah, oh, so good li- good line up there, good line up. So yeah, I hope right, if bro. if people don't follow me on or if people who already don't follow me follow me I'm active every day now on this. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're cool, doing bro. a good job here, man. Sweet. Thank you, man. Right, I'll catch up with Stay you. Stay safe, yeah. Me on. See you. See you. Bye.